at the, at the transition time, I was uh, referring to a passage, a, a quote uh, that, is, that is a refrain throughout, particularly the Old Testament. I think it's probably one of the most consistent refrains in the Old Testament uh, as, a, as an expression of praise. You find it most often in the book of Psalms, but it is present throughout the Pentateuch in different areas and even in the history of the nation of Israel, even in their acts of war. And that is this phrase, give thanks to the Lord for he is good, his love endures forever. It's good enough for us to get, that's short enough and familiar enough for us to try. Are you ready? Give thanks to the Lord for he is good, his love endures forever. You'll find it throughout Again, throughout the Psalms, as, a, as, a, as, a, as kind of an opening and a closing of different passages in the Psalms, uh, and I, I'm so excited, I'm, I've got to slow down, because I get, if you were in here, you'd think, wow, what's going on? Uh, but it's, it's, it introduces the, the reader to what is true about God, and, and by introducing it, it's actually in, it's an introduction using an imperative. So it's an introduction about what is true about God, but it's a command, a strong invitation to the reader to participate. This is true about God, but the, it's not just, hey, God is good. It's you connect with, recognize who God is, give thanks to him because he is good and his love he endures forever. Now, it's so important that we understand the word love is, you know, because we use it, we love hot dogs or french fries, but... Uh, Especially French fries, but uh, uh, love is the is the Hebrew word chesed, and it's one of the strongest one of the strongest Hebrew words we have. Not unlike Sabbath or Sabbath is a big, huge, powerful one as well. But the, this word chesed is too big for a single English word to replace. You say, well, what's the Hebrew word for that? Well, that's why in your Bibles now the NIV it says His love endures forever. That's adequate. It's accurate. It's just not complete. Your Bibles might say his mercy. Give thanks to the Lord for his mercy endures forever. Your other Bibles might say his loving kindness endures forever. And you might say, well, which one of those is <clears throat> the most accurate? Well, all of them. Because they're trying to throw all of the English words that they can on a Hebrew word that's too big for our language. The word chesed, it means God's loyal, faithful, covenant, kind love. So that'd be a lot to put on everyone. And I, wonder, I should check the Amplified. Maybe the Amplified throws a bunch of things on there. But, but it really, it's, it's this covenant, loyal, kind love. And God's the only one who has it. I mean, we can participate in it, we can share it, but, but he's, he's the author of it, and he's the one who has it, and that's how he operates it. And, and what, so the, what this psalm is telling us, among other places, that, is that these attributes about God are among his chief and most important, that he is good and that his loving kindness endures. You can't wear it out. You cannot wear it out. You can't lose place of it. You, it won't run out. You can't. It, it, is, it is remarkable in that. So, so Psalms uh, is, this, is this invitation to enjoy God, and it's, and, it's, and it's stating this is true about God, so therefore, What's the right or the biblical response to the truth that God is good and his love endures forever? What's the, the response is to give thanks. thanks. 
Did everybody say give thanks? That's the right thing to do. That's the imperative. There's the obedient part. Oh, then if God is good and his love endures forever, then I should. And so that's the, the right thing to do, but it also is the way I connect to, I recognize, or I embrace, or I'm embraced by the goodness of God and his love is via gratitude. I can't earn it. I can't pay for it. I can't climb up there, but I can give thanks for it and experience it for myself. Okay, so it's good and it's right and it does things for me, all of these things. But also, how, how, remember, how many of you remember that story of Jehoshaphat in the Old Testament? You might, somebody might, you don't, if I said, great, jumping Jehoshaphat, you might, oh, I heard of that guy, okay? Jehoshaphat was a king, uh, the king of the southern kingdom in Judah, and what they were doing was they were going to go out to war. Now, you remember this, and some, some people even remember, oh, that's the guy that sent the singers out in front of the, the, the warriors, and the, they went out singing, and then, and that's how the battle was won, and people sort of remember that part and go, oh, that's cool. Here's what's really cool. My, my, my eldest, my brilliant eldest uh, around, the, around the dinner tables, we were talking through this passage. He said, Dad, they were totally vulnerable. I, you'd think I would have thought of that. But, I mean, I always think, oh, yeah, they set the singers out, and that was warfare, and that must have been really whatever. But the, the, just the, the musicians went out with no other protection. They were completely vulnerable to be annihilated. He said, Dad, they were totally vulnerable. All they, listen, get ready. They were totally vulnerable, but all the, and all they had was their praise. <laughs> yeah, that's all they had, and that's all they did. That's all they had. In the midst of what looked like overwhelming odds, all they had was their praise. <laughs> I don't have time. It's your turn to talk today, but... But I want you to see, and so we know that they sang, we know that they went out, but the scripture actually tells us what they said. And what they said is, the singers went out and they sang this song, Give Thanks to the Lord. See, before battle started, before they engaged the enemy, while, in other words, while they're still contending for victory, the song in their mouth is, Give Thanks to the Lord, for He is good, and His loving kindness, His love endures forever. So you see, it connects you to the goodness of God, but it also connects you to the anticipation of victory. So if you're if you're if you're on the, if you're on the, the the backside of victory and you're and you're like whoa I can't believe look what the Lord has done then give thanks to the Lord for He is good. But if you're fixing your gaze on the battle lines in front of you, sing the same song. Sing the same song, okay? Now, so I want you to do this this week. I want you to look in your Bibles to the, the book of Psalms, Psalm 107. There's a lot of good ones in there. But look at Psalm 107 and read it slowly and thoroughly because what Psalm 107 does is it starts off with give thanks to the Lord for he is good, his love endures forever. Then verse 2 is what we're going to do today. Let the redeemed of the Lord tell their story. Now, I know I know, all of you tried to quote that for me just now, especially you King Jamesers. You were like, let the redeemed of the Lord say so. I know that one. And so you just want, and so what do you do? You said it since the 80s. We sang it in youth group. We sang, let the redeemed of the Lord say so. So, like, really, and yeah, yep, that's all the Bible meant was for you just to say the word so out loud. Well, at least you said something, I suppose. But, but uh, it doesn't mean just say so. It means if, you, if the Lord has redeemed you, if the Lord has done it work in your life, talk about it. Yeah, you might say, if the Lord has done something for you, you ought to tell somebody. 
right? You have to tell somebody because it's, they need to hear it, you need to hear it, it's the, and it's the right thing to do, which is what we're going to do today. So that's the introduction to the book of Psalm, uh, the, the chapter there. Then he says, beginning at verse 4, the psalmist breaks down for us different scenarios of people, their condition, what was wrong. Sometimes they have culpability. Sometimes they made wrong errors or whatever. They either found themselves in, in dire straits or dark places, or they walked into it themselves. Look at Psalm 107, okay? And then it says, they were this way, this was wrong, this was wrong. Then the typical refrain is, then they cried out to the Lord. Then he responds to them according to his loving kindness, and then it describes what he does and how he restores and how he does this. And, and, then, and then it says, uh, let them, verse 8, let them give thanks to the Lord for his unfailing love and his wonderful deeds to mankind. So Psalm 107 unpacks this narrative, this rhythm out for us, and then lands with verse 43. Let the one who is wise, now that doesn't mean, well, if you're not wise, don't do it. That, this is an imitate, this, in other words, here's a clue, this is how to be wise. Anybody want to? Okay, nobody wants to be a dummy, right? So let the one who is wise, or if you want to be wise, let the one who is wise heed these things and ponder the loving deeds of the Lord. In other words, it's good for you to remember what he's done and to talk about it. Okay, Hebrews chapter 13, verse 15. Through Jesus, therefore, let us, that's us, everybody say us continually offer to God a sacrifice of praise, the fruit of lips that openly profess his name. We used to get, that's another song we used to sing, we bring the sacrifice of praise unto thou. And that's good, but it kind of, we, we kind of used it, and it's not wrong. Sometimes people understood that as, I'm going to bring a praise even when I don't feel like it. That it's going to be sort of a sacrifice, it's going to be a, 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 an act of surrender on my part. That's true. It's the right thing to do. That's what we just got through saying. Even if you're looking at battle lines in front of you, you, you declare the goodness of God through gratitude. Bring that sacrifice. But also, really, the most fundamental truth about it is this, that the, sac- the, the, the expression of praise from our lips really is the spiritual uh, uh, analog it is the equivalent of the, what we see in the Old Testament, people bringing into the, the tabernacle or the temple gifts to God to express loving, love, devotion, gratitude, honor. The way you and I do that is through the fruit of our lips. So we are, we are, we are offering to God bouquets of gratitude and praise and love and adoration and surrender by, with, by, by opening up our mouths today and talking about how good he is. Are you ready for that? Yes. Now, I, some of you, I just need to tell you this as well. I'm going to ask some of you to, to keep us covered in prayer because uh, we're, after this, we're, after you guys testify a little bit, we're, we're going to do a little bit of water baptism in the Kramer family. That's going to be a big yay God. And, uh, and, and, uh, and after, that's, uh, after, uh, after, J, after J, Jason's going to close us with testimony and then lead us in a song of prayer, praise, then we'll do water baptism. Immediately after that, Jason and I are going to a Ukrainian Pentecostal church here in town. We're just going to keep going to church, okay? So, and that church, the pastor asked, uh, has some, uh, an issue he wants addressed or chal- he wants a certain challenge or a, you might say a correction to be brought to, some, to, to his house, and he asked me to come and do it. So, yeah, 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 well, turn to your neighbor, Leon, it's about money. So, uh, uh, so anyway, he asked me to come do it. So, uh, so pray for us because we're going to go confront some Ukrainians. <laughs> I'm not sure. 
According to the news, I'm not sure that's a great idea. But uh, no, Jason's going to come. Jason's going to provide air support. I'm going to send him to the keyboard and make sure everybody's... Right? Yeah. Yeah. I'm going yeah. to say, bring the rain. Yeah. Uh, yeah. That's what they say with the... Okay? Yeah. So pray for us. That's what's going to happen after this. You guys ready? I'm going to pray for you. I'm going to get my stool and observe. Mrs. Dav, who's helping you? And Tiff. Okay, we have these gals with, with handhelds, and they will find you. If you'll kind of lift your hand, they'll find you and be patient. You might need to lift it more than once or twice. They'll find you, wander about, and then you'll have two or three minutes. And Austin's going to try to keep you on camera, I guess. I see him giving direction over there. Let's pray just like we're about to have a good meal. Are you ready? All right, get your testimony ready because you're about to bless yourself and somebody else, okay? Remember to, tell, remember to say what your name is. Uh, that'll help us. Heavenly Father, we give you thanks and praise right now in Jesus' mighty name for all that you are doing. I thank you, Lord, for even what we heard last week, Lord, uh, last week, last service. God, I thank you for healing people's hands, for heal, totally healing carpal tunnel. We thank you for healing cancer. We thank you for healing inex- inexplicable uh, what was a threat of uh, arthritis in hands, that you totally gave them brand new hands. We thank you for that. We thank you, Lord, for a, re- a recovery of young Brian who came out of a total coma, uh, who can eat and walk and move and gave his heart to you as a result of all of that. We thank you for all of these things. We thank you, Lord, for 93-year-old mamas who was, we weren't sure if they were going to live or die, but they said they wanted to live, so we prayed, and they are. We thank you for that. Lord, we, we thank you in Jesus' name for, this, for the word that we also heard is this. When, when, when people tell you don't give your hopes up, Lord, we, we say keep your hopes up and keep them way up. Lord, thank you for all that you've already done, and we anticipate hearing more of your goodness now. In Christ's name, amen. Now, we do have a house full of everybody today, so we're okay. It's going to be a little bit more noisy than norm, but we're going to have a good time. Okay, let's go. All right. Um, I'll try to make it go fast. Um, big things happened at women's retreat, mm. and uh, I, I had suffer, suffered from childhood abuse and trauma, and uh, it had been a life of torment, and it impacted my emotional health, my physical health, and... Um, Years of counseling, we'd make a little bit of gain, uh, and uh, it would still, the memories would be so hardwired, and it was getting worse, and things got triggered uh, very easily, and the memories are very quick to grab. And I just thought, Lord, I've done tons of counseling, but how is this ever, ever going to be possible to really be free from uh, the quick grab of always retrieving those memories? And uh, Kara... Our children's pastor gave her testimony at church, and I went forward uh, for prayer at the women's retreat, and uh, God gave that miracle to me, and uh, all of the childhood memories have been, I mean, completely eradicated, completely eradicated. Um, I got rewired, right? And, um, and I know that I know in 06, he told me before the healing was completed that um, uh, Isaiah 61, to set the captives free, to give women the tools to be set free from their past. And I'm just listening for what he wants me to do. Hang on. That's so good. That's so, so good. Now, everybody just uh, take a private moment. I I promise we won't do this every time. I can't can't promise. Sorry. (laughs) Take a private moment. I want you to bow your heads across the room right now and just talk to the Lord because I wanted to make this a private moment. 
there are, there are those in this room I, that you just, you, you heard that and you almost panicked because it's like, is it possible that I could be free from pain? Could I operate in health and not in, in, in under the, the tyranny and the torment of trauma? And we say, hear the testimony of the Lord. Yes. God is good, and his goodness reaches to you today, and his loving kindness is enough for you today. And we pray now, according to that faith that is released from that t simple testimony, that God's power, his power, his deep love comes flooding into your heart, your soul today. In Jesus' wonderful name. And also, I want to say that Kate is carrying, she, she would have said more if she could had time, I'm sure. Kate is carrying this mission of de deliverance from trauma and darkness and junk right into the public schools as an art teacher. And she is just, she is just through creativity and the culture of her room ministering to creatives and helping them find freedom. And she's making traction. People are saying there's a difference in this room. Good morning. Hi, I'm Mary Kay. Um, I'm here alone today, and that's for a yay God reason. Oh. In March of 17, Roger, as you know, suffered a very severe brain injury. And our goal, and specifically Sergeant of Arms, me, has been to get him to be independent. He started out as a three-year-old in his brain, and today he's employed. Hey. Wow. <laughs> so he's... He's working part-time, loving it with great people. Huh. And um, so that's where we are because it's a result of the prophecies, the prayers, and the miracles that have happened here. So I want to add to it that now I'm now, I'm now entering into a new season and um, have come to find out that I have a progressive lung uh, prognosis that has no cure probably came from an environmental situation. And I don't want to uh, steal Jason's thunder because I heard it out in the, lab the lobby. But I'm in a word that he's going to give you where if the Lord does not heal, I'm at peace and very joy-filled. And Roger's really doing well. So that's good. That was my biggest concern. All right, Mary Kay, take a deep breath right now. Uh -huh. Just breathe in. Lord, let, let, let the very breath of God fill her lungs with your the very life of God. We thank you, Jesus, that you paid for lungs. We thank you, Holy Spirit, for filling lungs and setting people free. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Holy Spirit, right now for applying all that Christ has accomplished in totality. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. My name. Oh, hello. Oh, so this is my son Asher, and he wanted to tell his story, but he's really nervous in front of everybody. But he fell out of a two-story window what, a couple months ago. Wow. I was at work, and my wife told me that he had fallen out the window, and I rushed back from work thinking he was injured or he broke something. 
and he landed on his face in hard-packed dirt in our backyard. He was trying to shut a window, and he tripped, and he fell out the screen. And I think, John. His face is perfect. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, so in other words, his face looks like mine. Right. <laughs> she, she left it there. <laughs> no, I'm sorry, sorry, real quick. No concussions, didn't break anything. Come on. No injuries. I'm Dorothy Horrell, and I want to thank God for saving my grandson this past two weeks. I didn't hear from him, and I couldn't figure out what was wrong while he was in the hospital. For eight days, he was in intensive care and two days in regular room. But he's my, he's my one strong thing that I have to hold on to, and he was gone, I'd, and his mother said she was sorry that she didn't tell me, but I'm glad she didn't because when it was over, I was able to thank God and praise God for it, that he's still with us. Thank you. My name is Cherie, and um, I wanted to say that um, I was married um, to a very um, abusive man in words, and he died last year, and I was in a lot of pain, and I just kept praying, and Lori prayed with me that the words wouldn't have an effect on me anymore. I have nothing in my brain of those words I then you know the enemy tries everything so he visits in dreams and I had one last night that was um, uh, like my husband's personality but when I woke up I knew it was a lie I knew that that's just a dream I feel the the Lord's love Um, I love others I'm grateful. I'm so grateful that I'm alive, mm. and I'm waiting for the Lord to give me the next step in what he wants me to do, how he wants me to love others. And it's just a miracle because I had so little of myself left, um, so little of my personality. I was so oppressed. And now I'm, I'm free. I'm joyful, and I know that He's the Lord's going to continue to work in me and erase the memories that were bad. Yes. Yeah. Uh, hi, I'm Rebecca. I'm going to try not to get emotional here. Oh, it's okay. Um, <laughs> Everybody says that, and then they do anyway. It's okay. Yeah, it's just coming as I'm, I stand yeah. up. Um, I'm a single mom. Uh, I got a divorce about five years ago, and I've been struggling financially. Um, I was a single mom, a uh, stay-at-home mom for a long time when I was married, and so when I went to look for work, I couldn't find anything. Nobody wanted to hire somebody who hadn't worked, so I had a friend who gave me a job. That was a blessing. That was a blessing. And then I got another job. So I had two jobs, and I was barely working even part-time. So this past summer, um, well, this past year, I've been applying for a couple of different jobs, and I didn't get them. 
And uh, this past summer, I felt led to uh, apply uh, as a school bus driver. And I was told right off the bat that I probably would be a sub for at least three months, if not longer than that. And um, I got the job. Um, uh, not only did I get the job, but the first week I subbed for a lady that I was basically subbing. I worked full time the whole week. And during that week, uh, I um, they had what they call a bidding process uh, for other positions that were available. And my boss said, you should go to that, you should go to that. So I was, I was sitting there and I didn't know, I was new, I didn't know what to stand up for. And uh, the lady sitting next to me, there was a position that came up, nobody was standing up, and she tapped me on the shoulder, stand up, stand up, stand up. And so I stood up. <laughs> and I got that position, and I'm working over part-time. I'm actually out working almost full-time, and I'm basically making $8 an hour more than what I was at my previous job. Um, my name is Christopher. Uh, so my passion is what I'm doing back here. Um, I went to school to do this and then graduated, spent uh, probably four and a half years just helping other small churches and seeking where, where was I supposed to go. And through um, God and my brother, who uh, leads us in worship every week. Uh, God opened a door here at Heritage uh, for me to come and bring my family. Uh, we found a home here, uh, a church that has the heart that we were looking for, uh, of praise and worship and um, solid uh, teaching in the word. Uh, and God moved us from out of my parents' house where we were living for four and a half years, they having our own place. Um, and uh, the, the timing for when to leave the job that I was in into a job that's here in Vancouver. Uh, and we're just so grateful for uh, having a home and a, and a church family that cares so much about us. My name is Deborah Record. Um, when this took place, I was Deborah Dusenberry. Uh, I was in the United States Navy on the 24th, Tuesday, 24th, February, 1987. And um, we had to do our, our details at 7 o'clock in the evening. The mopping detail had spilled some water on the floor, and I notified them about it. I went to do my detail two hours later at TAPS. I was heading to my bunk, and I slipped in some of the water left from that spill that didn't get cleaned up and actually died in that fall and the Lord told me to get up but I still got up and I was when I got up I was still injured and for 30 years I suffered in pain from that injury and when I came here I decided to stand in faith for healing for that injury and I no longer hurt from that injury I used to have to go every week to see the chiropractor and now I go only once in a rare while if I do something to put my back out but other than that I don't hurt anymore like I did My name is Gary, and uh, 50 years ago as a high school dropout and a 
a Vietnam veteran about to commit suicide. Jesus appeared to me face to face, and I saw in his eyes that he loved me. That changed everything. I forgot about all my problems and wanted to find out who this man Jesus was because I thought he was dead. Nobody ever told me about the resurrection. I guess I missed a, must have missed some of these good sermons here. <laughs> well, about six years later, I read in Acts 26, 16, I have appeared unto you for this purpose, to make you a servant and a witness of these things that you've seen. So I started telling people. So wow. I've been telling people for the last 46 years or 40, a bunch of years anyway. <laughs> uh, everywhere I go, the one place I never get to tell it is in church. So this will be the first time in 50 years that I get to share that. Well, in the meantime, in about the um, turn of the century, I decided to write out my testimony. I thought I could do it in one page. <clears throat> I wrote about three books. I'm on the fourth one now. Uh, pastors read one of them, the first one. It's a mess. But anyway, <laughs> a couple of weeks ago, I finally got it down on one page. <clears throat> so here it is. Okay. The Lord has given me the tongue of the learned, so that I should know how to speak a word in season to him who is weary. He awakens me morning by morning. He awakens my ear to hear as the learned. That's Isaiah 50, verse 4, New American Standard. <clears throat> so here it is. This is what came to me that morning. To become somebody to someone who has nobody. My dad had nobody, no family, no friends, divorced and alone. My mom had nobody, widowed, poor, and alone. My stepdad had nobody, broken heart, he died all alone. My wife had nobody, 39, she waited a long time. I was a nobody, but I became somebody to them. I needed them to need me, now I am somebody. At first I thought that I was nobody. I was so diminished, downcast, depressed, dejected, destroyed, dead to all of my dreams. The biggest somebody came to me face to face, and I saw in his eyes that he loved me. His name is Jesus. I was somebody to him. He made me somebody to others. He made them somebody to me. Now I live for him and for them. I am in with him. My life is hid with Christ and God. I saw his face. He said, I have appeared unto you. It is written in the book, the Bible. He knows my face. He says, I knew you before you were in the womb. My name is in his book, the Lamb's book of life. I am somebody because he is the head, and we are the body, the body of Christ. Some of us belong to him, so we are some buddies. He died for everybody, so that all could be somebody forever. Everybody is somebody. Thank you, Gary. I'm going to help, help her over here. My name is Desi. Um, I'm originally from Arizona. I moved here for growth, strength, courage, and just to be able to find myself. And I came here to look for a family, and I ended up meeting a friend and coming to this church. And at this church, I felt like home. I felt I found a family. I found strength. I found myself, as well as I found my friend. 
everything. And I just found like what I want to do and the passion for myself, as well as just like becoming closer with God and allowing him to move in me and do the things that he wants me to do and just live through him and grow each and every day as the person I allow myself to be and the person he wants me to be because I only can get better. Yeah. My name's Annette. I got a pretty loud voice. So I probably don't need this. Um, I just want to tell you guys that I'm probably one of those that you prayed for to come. I've been looking for a church for 30 years, and I didn't give it a lot of effort. I will say that. But I have a large family, two pastors in my family, and my family had a falling out this year. And it's, it was so hard on me, my family, excuse me, my family has always been there. But through this happening this summer, for some reason, the Lord, you guys posted your thing on Facebook, and I seen it, the Heritage Church. And a long story short, Satan kept trying to take me someplace else. I finally showed up here after the third time that the Lord was leading me here, and the very first Sunday, the pastor what the word was was that there's family problems out there and the holidays are coming and that's what really scared me because I really didn't want to be around them but I I felt so isolated (laughs) so the first Sunday the pastor said that and I was like God I just sat back here and sobbed (laughs) because of what you said and then the next Sunday you were gone pastor and your wife stood up and said there's somebody out there that's having family problems and you feel like they need to ask for forgiveness but God says the battle is mine and to let it go and so I just have to tell you that probably seven of my family members was having problems and when I I couldn't wait to leave here the very first Sunday after being here so I could call my family and I wasn't obedient then and maybe it wasn't from God because the very next Sunday I got a hold of my family and some bad things were said to me and it was like, Lord, I know this is you and it's not me because this, this is not me. I've always been one to stand up and fight because that's where I come from with seven siblings. Seven siblings you learn how to be loud. <laughs> and so... I just have to tell you, the very first Sunday I came here, I was looking for the church, and I drove drove up and seen that sign, come home, and that's what it felt like to me, and I have been here for either this is my sixth, sixth or seventh Sunday, and I knew that day when I came in here that this is my home after 30 years. I finally found home, and I have to tell you, your spirit is so sweet here. And last Sunday, I was sitting here listening to you, Pastor, and before you said it, the Lord was showing me that picture of him standing at the door and knocking. And I felt his spirit. I cry when I feel his spirit. I'm sorry, I can't do it without it. But I was just sitting here thinking about the Lord said to me, I have loved you all along. When you come from a home where your parents don't show love, and so I'm sorry. I just want you guys to know that you got the first Sunday I was here. People came and reached out to me. 
I've been to some churches. I've been there for four months, and not one woman said anything to me. And I don't blame that all on them, but you guys were totally reaching out to me. And I knew last Sunday when I come here that this is my church. Thank you, dear. Hi, I'm Kelly, and I shot my hand up because I have something I want him to talk to, so I'll just, that way he's stuck. Um, So in the beginning of um, the second week of October, I taught a class here, and after I got done teaching class, I asked the ladies if they want prayer, and everybody came down for prayer, and Jay was there, and I'm like, our pastor Jay just walked in, and if he's available, I'd like him to come down and pray, and we prayed for an hour and a half, and I just want to share, like, not only did every woman there be touched by God, but there was one, and um, we've developed a great friendship now, and I'm just so excited to get to spend time with her. And um, she did not want to come in. She actually sat on the parking lot for a while, but God said, no, you need to go in. And so she came in, and at the end of the class, she came, she's like, okay, I need prayer. And she told me her name, and I just immediately started crying because she's a mutual friend, but I never actually met her. Anyways, so she had this prognosis that she had um, uterine cancers, like, all over and we just prayed, and I'm like, when you go back in there, you're going to get another ultrasound, and it's going to be clear. And so so they have, like, the befores, and then she went in for the afters, and it's gone. Like, there's nothing there. And it was so much so that her doctor was like, this must be wrong. So she called Imogene, and she's like, I think you sent me the wrong ultrasound. And they're like, oh, no, no, it's her because she, her uterus is tilted, and it's not a normal tilt. It's, like, at a different angle. It's definitely her. And so she got to, like, lay out the gospel, like, right there, and the doctor's crying, and it was just so good. So yay, yeah. God. Hello, my name is Ron. Um, bear with me because I'm nervous. Um, over the last year, I started um, developing like an anxiety that I was not used to, and it, it kept getting worse to the point where I was nervous that how it will affect my job because I, I drive a tugboat, and it's, it really gets like the anxiety would overpower me to where I wouldn't be able to do that. And, and it was making me nervous, and a couple weeks ago, God allowed me to come to a realization to see myself more clearly to know that I'm, I'm not as strong as I thought I was and I'm a hundred percent dependent on him and and that was like really freeing to to see that and and since then it, it like kind of allowed me to do two things like it 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 took the anxiety away as far as I can tell and it it gave me a new a courage that I didn't have before to know that if I'm doing what's right, I know God is with me. I shared a bit of my story at the ladies' retreat for um, for who had heard it, but about five years ago, um, I had lost my husband to suicide and my redemptive story would be um, the man that's sitting in the seats with us it's been a long journey in that and all of these kids were from that marriage but he stepped in as a dad a provider a peacemaker and he brings so much joy to my life we've been through a lot but these past few months have just been 
the best. And so I just wanted to say, yay God for that, because it has been the biggest gift in my life. Hi, my name is Sonia, and um, I want to thank Jason for singing that song. Just singing it today, that I believe in you, is a miracle and testimony for me because there was a time in my life where I did, couldn't sing that. Mm. I didn't mean it. I didn't know it. And just when you sang it today, just a spirit on it, I was so grateful that I can sing that with all my heart, that I believe in you, Lord. I am a person that was the woman that was caught in sin. Anything you can imagine with that title, I have done. There was times I couldn't even love myself. I hated myself for the things that I had done. And over time, God has healed me. And I don't want to mention, because kids are here, some of the things that I've done. But God has healed me of those things and set me free. But when I came to Heritage, there's such a spirit of love here. And at the women's retreat, it's so funny, Tiffany's holding this microphone. She told a story about a princess who had left the castle and went her own way. And basically, when she went back, it's a long story, but was just happy to get the, the crumbs off the table. And that's what I have felt for most of my Christian life. I'm just happy to be loved. I didn't really want to ask God for much because I sinned so much, and I'm just grateful that, even, that he even loves me. <laughs> but when she told that story, I realized that God doesn't have scraps for us. And he healed some things in me that I had accepted as consequences. Sometimes we receive God's forgiveness, but we still believe that there's consequences that we deserve because of what we did. And the enemy is so readily happy to tell you that. You deserve that. You deserve it. Suck it up. That's what you get for what you did. And at the retreat, the Lord said, no, I'm going to heal every part. I don't do things halfway. You don't deserve it because I took it. And I just want to share with you one thing that God, when, when he healed me of the things that I had done, he used a brother to tell me to lift my head. Don't ever put your head down in shame again. Mm. And I just want to share that to somebody here. Don't ever put your head down in shame again. Anyone that looks to him is radiant and they are not covered by shame. So just yes. look to him. Um, my name's Mandy, and this past year has been extraordinarily difficult. And I pride myself on being a strong person, someone who can hold things together, and someone that plans for everything. And, um, and I'm still in the midst of that battle, but... God has provided every day for my needs for that day. And I am learning that the manna comes daily. And financially, um, we have had changes. And it has um, put us as a family to rely on one another. Mm. And to rely on God to provide 
in a way that I've never had to. And I think that it's, um, it's because there's a season of great opportunity that's coming. But I think that I'm learning how to be um, dependent and to recognize that all of those things that are coming will be from him exclusively and not because of um, my skill set, not because of my drive, not because of anything that I can do. So, um, so as this past year, we've been in this battle as a family. I just believe and have faith and say, yay, God, for this next year when we can harvest all of the things that we're sowing right now. My name's Mike, and uh, this, about a year ago, well, this time last year, things had been really rough, and I hadn't been working a whole lot, and we weren't sure how things were going to come together, and I was pretty depressed and didn't know what to do, and and people in this house started praying for us, and um, the first week of January, I had, well, last year, I had been worried about this medical bill that we had and didn't know how to pay for it and didn't know what to do about it. And the first week of January, um, the hospital forgave the whole $6,000. And not only did that happen, but then um, because of the lack of work, I had started looking for another job because I just needed steady work. And I found one, and God said, nope, I'm going to keep you where you are, and I'm going to bless you more than that job. And so they, when I submitted my resignation, they said, nope, we can't let you go. We're going to give you a better raise, and we're actually going to pay for the class that you want to take to advance your skills. And so they did that. I had six weeks to prepare for a test that takes people six months to a year to prepare for, and I passed that. And this whole year, from that point on, has been an abundance of blessing, and we're just thankful. It's 12:28. We're gonna land this thing, right? So now, so what I'm gonna have do do now is now. It's not in case you're thinking, oh no, someone's it's gonna time for another half hour message. No, no, no. What I'm going to ask Jason to do now is just kind of come and share his yay God and then bring it to a place of worship and close. Then as he's doing that, John Kramer and his, and his, and his family will get ready. We'll, we'll, have, we'll get ready for water baptism. I need someone wise and help me. Un- there's electric. Yeah, take care of that. Yeah. Yeah. The water is very warm, but it needs to be unplugged first. <laughs> okay? Because there's water and electricity and metal. So that's all good. What could go wrong? Okay, uh, so we're going to fix that. So, but but as we close with with a time of testimony, I just want to well, I want to ask you again just to welcome Jason. He's going to just kind of capsulize his yay God, so you kind of know, and then lead us into tonight. And he'll close in worship immediately as he closes in worship and prayer. Mrs. Dab will pray with us. We'll turn our attention this way and celebrate water baptism. That makes sense. That, so get your faith ready, and would you welcome, please, my friend Jason.
Okay, I'll get my stuff out of your way. Oh, no worries. So, um, hello, everyone. I'm Jason Lee. And I said it in the first service, and I want to say it again because I am a lifetime member of Team Dev. Okay. Um, uh, some of my favorite people in the entire world. We met, I met him a long time ago. I don't even know how long. But he walked up to me at a conference. He said, I think we're going to be friends. And everybody needs uh, a team dev in their life. Amen. Yeah. Psalm 36, verse 7. How excellent is your loving kindness, O God. Oh, everybody just say that. How excellent is your loving kindness, O God. Yeah. Therefore. Because we've encountered his kindness, the children of men put their trust under the shadow of your wings. They shall be. Now, who do you think he's talking to? He's talking to us, yeah? Those that put their trust there. They shall be abundantly satisfied with the fatness of your house. Ha, ha, ha. And they shall make them drink of the rivers of your pleasure. Are you thirsty this morning? Woo, shakababa, I can drink the rivers of his pleasure. For in thee is the fountain of life. Uh, a little over, I don't, this time last year, I was laying on my couch um, recovering. I'm, um, I was coughing up blood and tumor. I, uh, in 2017, we found out I was... Uh, told I had a knot right here and um, found out that I had stage 4B throat cancer. There's no stage 5. Come on now. So, <laughs> and uh, I travel full time. This is what I do. Um, we have the privilege. It's a very high and holy privilege to do what we do, but we do missions. I'm kind of a, a musicianary. Yeah. And um, <laughs> we do everything from hands-on uh, missions to music to we travel. Uh, Heidi Baker's our spiritual mom. I travel all over the world with Iris. And, I mean, I had a schedule booked way in advance. And a doctor looked at me in tears and said, you need to cancel your schedule. And I went home, and I was like, oh, my God, Gina. She was so compassionate. And she's like, she's scared for your life. Just tell me how long they had. <laughs> But, you know, I just heard the Lord, I, you know, uh, when, when they said, they told me this, I just kept, I, all I could say, you know, was, I know him. I trust him. I know him. This is going to be my upgrade. You know, any scenario in your life, my friends, no matter how horrible, if, if you can just for a moment just take a breath. And just get heaven's perspective. I mean, think of David. There's a story of David and his mighty men. They came back from war and they go to Ziklag. And all the women and children are kidnapped. The city's burnt. He's and his own friends now are ready to kill him. And it literally says that they wept until they could make no sound. You know, and the first thing David did, what did he do? He said, bring me the ephod. What was he doing? He says, I'm going to go straight into the presence of Jesus. And that's what gives us our inner compass, yeah? It gives us our hope. 
So Heidi would call me almost every week, and she would read Psalm 91 to me and Regina. And even if we couldn't answer the phone, she would leave it on the voicemail. And, you know, it says, when you're seated in the shadow of Shaddai, you're covered in the strength of the God Most High. So what we did, we just went, and our family, we went into this, into this place of, of radical abiding. I would lay on the couch. I had to have 35 radiation treatments, six chemo treatments. And they didn't even, they didn't even give me a feeding tube, which they should have. Because then I had to get one in the middle, and that's quite painful, yeah. Because I was coughing up blood and tumor, but then I had a hole in my abdomen. <laughs> I can't even tell you the amount of pain. And then to swallow water was like swallowing razor blades, so I was losing weight fast. But we just kept staying in this place of abiding, you know. God just kept saying, Jason, Jason, be still, Jason. Be still and know. So we would lay on my couch my little phone, and I tell you, my, my dear friends, uh, they, we have this four, four-way four text that we, we have going, and, and they would send me messages, and, and, uh, and then other people would, people from all over the world where we've given our lives, people in Brazil sending offerings. You know, as a man, come on, men, be still. I was more concerned how am I going to provide for my family than I was scared of the cancer. Because honestly, I wasn't scared of the cancer. You know, I believed like God. I will see the goodness of God and the, and the believe like David. I will see the goodness of God in the land of the living. Come on, somebody. And it's my upgrade either way because I get to enter, encounter Jesus in a facet I've never known him. And that scripture that I read to you, he showed me his kindness. It, it's, it's so beautiful. It's unbearable because he's just so incredibly good and so incredibly kind and it just keeps coming and coming and coming it's relentless every day another act of kindness another miracle another message you know hey and I I would lay in the uh, hey I would lay in the uh, radiation machine (laughs) and they're blasting me with radiation and I would just quote Isaiah Chapter 60, verse 5, it says, we look to you, and we are radiant. You become what you behold. Yeah. You know, so we just set ourselves, our gaze. I said, God, they're blessed to me with radiation, but, but you're the radiance. The weightiness of your glory, your presence is, is tangible, God. You're tangible, You're a wall of fire around me, and you're the glory inside of me. No weapon formed against me shall prosper. But everything I do, I will live and not die and declare the works of the Lord. Hiya. Mm -hmm. (laughs) So I'm cancer-free. Come on, somebody. Yeah, (laughs) yeah. yeah. There's really, hey. There's so much to share. It's just so multifaceted. So come back tonight. But I wanted to, uh, one of the songs that I would listen, I didn't write the song, but but uh, there's a song called Defender by Rita Springer. And it, it tells my testimony because he just kept saying, be still and know. So I would lay on the couch and. And every day, another miracle would happen. 
you know, another miracle. Someone um, would send food or someone would send a kind message or I'd get a message from Brazil. Jason, can you get on YouTube tonight? I mean, I've been going to Brazil for 15 years and they would play my songs and they'd pray for me. I'd get videos from Egypt. We're in Egypt, Jason, and we're praying for you right now. And they begin to prophesy. My kids, my, my children would just love on me. My wife would hold me. And I tell you, there's miracle. There's so many facets of Jesus everywhere you turn. Every, so many facets of his love and his character and his personality. And I mean, yeah, I'm cancer-free, but I, I encountered him in so many ways. And every one of them is a miracle. Because you get to know his character and his nature and who he is. Come on. So, uh, so yeah, the, the, the song says, all I did was praise. Just say that with me. Say, all I did was praise. Yeah. Think about it. All I did was worship. Yeah. All I did was bow down. All I did was stay still. Come on. He's so incredibly kind, friends. Yeah.